Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and let me turn my music off there. Craig Wessels here from a Yank on the Footy, and I'm coming to you live from Sandusky, Ohio, where Mother Nature has finally gotten back on her medication, and, uh, well, she's decided to be nice to us today. We had uh, a day last week, uh, just a few days ago, where we were about minus one Celsius, and today we are all the way up to about 26 Celsius, so it was a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a culture shock as far as the weather goes for us there. So we're uh, pretty pleased to see the weather starting to warm up for us here in uh, in North America. And, uh, well, it's going to be cooling down a little bit for those of you in Australia. But uh, I think you'll be able to handle that just fine. So glad that you're joining me tonight and, uh, and tuning in. I uh, see Harper's on there. Welcome, sir. Um, glad that you're joining us here tonight. I uh, hope your studies are going well. See if we can get my messages to load up here on the on the screen. Looks like it's gonna be working there. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, come on now. Let's see here. Okay, well maybe it's just let me know that you happen to be here. Maybe that's what the message happens to be. Okay, well, uh, a couple stories I wanted to get into tonight as we uh, we get going here. First of all, you know if you've been. Uh, checking out the podcast and listening to some of the interview episodes and that type of thing, you like what you're hearing, uh, check out the website, yankonthefooty.com. Uh, everything related to the podcast, you're going to be able to find there. If you like the show and you want to help it out, you can uh, hop on the Redbubble store page there and, um, you know, get yourself a couple of stickers for the podcast. You know, maybe get a shirt if you want to do that sort of thing, or you want to help out the uh, the podcast through the uh, buy me a coffee page. You can most certainly do that as well. Uh, so you don't have to, but it's greatly appreciated if you decide to do that. Uh, also, if you want to leave, uh, you know, a voicemail there, and I actually have a couple of those that I'm going to share uh, tonight as we get going here uh, from a couple of other fans uh, who tuned in uh, a little bit earlier today and left messages there. I'm looking through to my notes, and I lost one of my pages of my notes here, and I have no idea what I did with it. I might have balled it up and put my tea bags in it, but I don't think I did. Oh, well, we'll, we'll figure it out here. But uh, big week in footy this past week in round six, moving on to uh, round seven right now. Um, yeah, we are moving into seven because we're, we're six and oh right now because I listened to the uh, – the live episode of Lace Out this morning uh, at school at the beginning of the day. And I know they were talking about the D's being six and oh, so nobody's had a bye week yet. So yeah, we are still on round six heading into round seven there, but you know, I've got, uh, I didn't want to let you know before I dive in here, I did an interview last evening with uh, a couple of young men who might be the newest footy fans in the United States. I mean, these guys are, they've been footy fans now for about, seven weeks. I mean, I don't think you can get any newer than that. And it was fun to talk to them. Significant age difference. These guys are both in their twenties. And you know, if you guys have seen any of my uh, little videos on Instagram and such, I'm an old fart. I'm 57. Uh, and I've got the gray hair to prove it. Uh, as a, as a school teacher, I get to look at, uh, at my students and point to, you know, a gray hair in my beard and tell them, Hey, you're the one that gave me that particular one right there. So I have I have one one kid that maybe shaved my whole head, and now he's a, a an elementary school principal. But these guys, 
they became fans just watching discovery videos on YouTube about footy. And I guess they had been watching sports videos. They were watching UFC videos and different types of things like that. They came up on footy and they were just fascinated by it. They started watching other top marks of all time and that sort of thing. And they've now got their own YouTube channel. And I'll, you know, I'll have a link for that when the episode comes out a little bit later this week. Uh, but they're getting into researching the clubs. They're already giving their tips for games um, each week, doing reviews. They, they spent a couple of, uh, of episodes of their, of their YouTube channel. They're reviewing all of the team songs, which was a lot of fun. And, you know, those of you who are longtime footy fans, you probably love your club's team song. They may not have liked yours, uh, but a lot of fun. They they get they had a great time with this. So you know, I I think that you'll you'll enjoy this discussion. There were a lot of laughs. Uh, there was a little bit of a, a horror aspect to this H O R R O R aspect to this because when I figured out where these guys lived, and one of them went to university uh, down in the southern part of the state, and I found out that they they live in the exact same city that uh, well, when I was married to my first wife, that's where she lives. That's where we lived at the time. And this hit a little too close to home to me because I was describing places and it's been over 30 years, almost 35 years since I've lived there. Uh, yeah, about 32, 33 years, actually, since I've lived there. And, you know, I was describing what I remember of certain places and they were like, yeah, that's still there. Or, no, that's changed over to this and such. They were they were amazed that I knew about those things. So it frightened me a little bit, realizing that I was talking to some people that live in the same town where my ex wife I didn't mention any names there because I don't want anybody tracking anybody down. Uh, but, uh, you know, she's having a happy life. I'm having a happy life with my wife. We've been married 25 years, two great kids. She's married and happy. Good on her. Okay. But, uh, it just was kind of funny when I realized that they actually live there. And I did turn, I did try to turn them on to, uh, the fact that there's a group that's trying to get like some, uh, you know, get out and kick the footy things going on about 15 miles away from where they live. So maybe they'll go check that out. Uh, and, and they'll see what that's all about. So I, I think that they'll maybe, you know, maybe, uh, maybe do that. But like I said, I, I, they're, they're, they're funny. Uh, they're, they're definitely learning the game on the fly, but, uh, they've both chosen their clubs that they support. Um, neither one of them have chosen a club that I support, which is okay. And, uh, they didn't have to, of course, you know, I hadn't spoken to them until yesterday, but I, yeah, I did want to, uh, I did want to start out with a couple just uh, of voicemails that came in here before we go on here. Uh, I had one uh, from another footy fan from the state of Georgia, who's somebody that I've had on for an interview. Uh, he's shown up on the podcast as well before or on the live episodes as well. This is uh, from Jim White, and he is a, well, you'll know here in a moment who he's a supporter of. Uh, so let me. Here we go. Craig, this is Jim White. How are you doing? Just thought I'd congratulate you on Geelong's butt whipping of the West Coast Eagles. I'm a little bit worried about the West Coast Eagles. I don't think they're as good as everyone thought they may be. Hopefully it's just early in the year and they'll get right together. So yeah, Jim, I I think they're I think Craig. Oop, didn't want to start it again there. Uh I'm still mastering that aspect of things there with the uh, live episodes. I don't think West Coast is 
certainly is as bad a club as they showed yesterday. I really don't, or yesterday, or this past round. I don't think that at all. I mean, they had a couple of key injuries. Josh Kennedy was out. Liam Ryan was out. You know, I, uh, Jeremy McGovern got dinged up fairly early in the contest as well. You know, so they've, uh, they're battling some injuries. And I, and I, I don't know. You know, has, Every time I've watched West Coast play since Tim Tim uh, Kelly went back to Perth, I've only seen him light the game up a couple of times. So you know, I'm 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 beginning to think that you know, well, I, I'm thrilled that he's home and he's close to family and that sort of thing. You know, I just uh, I just wonder uh, whether or not he's he's able to just relax and play footy because he was kind of just able to you know have footy be his getaway thing when he was with Geelong and, and it's now he's, he's now back home and maybe he's got the pressures of being home uh, that are kind of weighing down upon him that he's, you know, he's not had a fantastic game too many times since he's back, since he's been back out West. So, um, Hey, it looks like uh, Peps has shown up here. Thanks for coming in there, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, looks like I got Chris, Chris Hickey here and Harper's here as well. So we've got a, a, a D supporter and a cat supporter and a bomber supporter. Everybody won last week. This is this is the place to be. Cool. I'm glad it sounds good. That's uh, this has kind of been a, a a I think a great way to go about doing this. I I I don't have a clue on how to do video, uh, so I just like doing the live episodes here. But yeah, I I was uh, yeah, I was I was pretty pleased with the way the cats played. I'm going to get into that here in a little bit. You know, I the one thing I wanted to do before I before I got any further here, and I wanted to make sure that I. I've started doing this about four or five episodes ago here. So before I dive any more deeply into this, I, I wanted to just go ahead and shout out the the unofficial sponsor of the uh, the episode today. And they're not really a sponsor. It's just I've decided that I'm going to go ahead and uh, you know announce one of the local footy clubs in Australia during each episode. So this week's or this episode's local footy club is the St. Bernard's Old Collegiate Football Club. They play in the Victorian Amateur Football Association. And last week in round three, they had uh, their seven clubs uh, played for the seven one, and the top two corrupt, top two groups, the William Buck Premiers and the uh, Premier Reserves, beat Old Trinity ninety five forty five and seventy six to fifty. So here's wishing St Bernard's an absolute best of twenty twenty one. And and of course, being a club playing in Victoria, it's uh, it's terrific that they're actually able to play this year. Now, Peps, are you serious? That's who you played for? I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I've printed out a list of the, the clubs that play local footy across the country, and I'm actually starting to follow all of them on Instagram, or as many as I can. I printed it way too small, so I'm actually using a magnifying glass to read the names. I picked that name at random today. I picked that club name at random. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. I, I had no idea that you played for them. That's really cool. So under third, very cool. And I actually I sent them a note on Instagram today as well. So yeah, you said so you played juniors under thirteen and fifteen. That is fantastic. I uh, wow, small world, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and I and guys, if if you haven't had a chance yet, you know, definitely check out the Lace Out podcast as well because. They have a lot of fun. I think it's it's Peps and, and J-Dog uh, got a D supporter and a Port Adelaide supporter there. So they both got a lot of bragging rights at this point in time. 
Um, because both clubs are playing really well. Now, yeah, I wanted to jump into a couple of things in the uh, the news this week. You know, we yeah you know, we've got the games we can look back on from this past week, and, and you know the I'm thrilled with the with the way that the cats played, and I'm trying to figure out which which uh, sheet I lost here. I hope it's the one with the cats game because that's the one I paid the most attention to, and I'll be darned, I think it is. Yeah, it is. Good deal. That's the one I lost. Uh, no, it's not. I've got it right here. Crap. Okay. One of the games is missing. Uh, I, I wrote them out and I don't know what I did with it. I've got the ones from last week here and I don't know where it is. Oh, well, but you know, looking back at the, uh, at the previous round, you know, you've got, you've got some teams that are starting to actually begin to separate themselves. And, and I, I, I think we can safely say that barring injuries, I think we can safely say we've got two teams right now that are going to be, you know, for sure are going to be in the top eight. Okay, I think you can safely say the Bulldogs and the D's are going to be there. You know, they've been playing phenomenal footy. If they stay healthy, which the D or the the Bulldogs got dinged up a little bit this past week, uh, they, uh, I think they're both going to be playing finals, and they both may very well be, you know, top four. You know, Port Adelaide, I think, is going to be up there. If Cats, hopefully, will be, but. You know, we'll see. I mean, last week, was that an aberration? You know, were the Cats that good or were the Eagles just that bad last week? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, looking at some of the games from last week, and I'm not going to get into all of them. You know, I want to hear what you guys think as well. Uh, I've got one more little uh, video or audio clip here that I want to play from a D supporter uh, from here in the state of Minnesota that uh, his dad played uh, – and I'm, I think his name was Fred Davis. I believe it was Fred. And I, I've talked to, this is Tony Davis here. I've talked to Tony a couple of times and I believe it's Fred and I could, I could be wrong on that, but, uh, and I apologize if I did, he went on to become the, uh, um, he went on to become somebody who was involved in the, uh, front office with Hawthorne when they won several premierships as well. But, uh, yeah, the, the Bulldogs, you know, right out of the gate there, you know, they, they lost Tim English to a concussion, so he won't be around this week. Um, Dunkley dislocated his shoulder. Now, I'm not exactly sure how long, you know, shoulder dislocations take to to, to heal up. I think you might be uh, – I as far as I can tell, they will, they'll pop him back in and maybe strap him down, and then they're able to get back out there again. I mean, you know, I think, I think we all have a, a, a misperception of what – uh, shoulder injuries are like after having watched uh, Mel Gibson in all of the Lethal Weapon movies. Okay, I think he's done us a disservice in terms of shoulder injuries because he can pop his out, pop it back in, scream a little bit, and he's ready to rock and roll again. So I think that uh, I think that uh, we have to kind of discount what uh, what Mel Gibson has done as far as shoulder injuries. But yeah, the Bulldogs have been just absolutely phenomenal, and I. Uh, I've been so impressed with them. You know, they, they came out, they had, uh, they had five players that had more than 25 disposals, five players that kicked two goals apiece. I mean, who in situations like that, who are you going to defend if they're spreading the ball around that? Well, who are you going to defend? And this is, this is, again, this is what I hope happens with Geelong. You know, maybe we saw a taste of what's going to happen, you know, with, with, uh, with, uh, Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins up forward, maybe Gary Rowan, maybe Brian Myers are going to start cleaning up a lot of those 
monger balls in front of the goal and get get a lot of cheap goals that way. You know, I, I said earlier in the year, I said, you know, that maybe maybe Grime Myers becomes uh, Geelong's poor man's version of Dusty Martin. Not saying he's going to be Dusty, but, you know, so, sort of similar things that, that they do. Different hairstyles, of course, though. And, you know, we'll, I don't know if you guys happen to catch the uh, the news. It looks like Dusty's going to get a chance to go visit his family in New Zealand while he's out with his concussion. Because I guess the uh, the the travel portal is open, so they're going to let him leave the country and go to New Zealand, which uh, is that selfish on his part? Do you think? I, I, I wonder about that because I, I just, I'm, you know, I think if, you, if you're somebody who is you know, playing for a club and you're the best player on their, on their club, and many people would say you might be the best player in the comp, I know there's an argument for that, but uh, and your team's scuffling this year. I mean, they're three and three. They're in what seventh place on the ladder right now. You know, I think he should be doing everything he can to get himself back healthy again. You know, not not you know taking off and you know flying, you know, at pressure across you know across the ocean to go visit family for a couple of days in New Zealand and turn around and come home. I'm not sure that's such a great idea on his part, quite frankly. But again. Uh, you know, this is, you know, this is one of those things where sometimes, you know, the celebrity athletes get to make decisions that you and I don't get to make. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with what, uh, with what the, uh, the Bulldogs are doing. And, you know, I, I, I'm equally as impressed with the, uh, with the D's and, you know, Dusty's off out for, with a concussion. You know, I don't think they're dead yet. You know, I posted on Twitter, you know, somebody was saying they didn't think that, that the, the Tigers are going to make finals this year. And I said, you know what? And until the vampire, and I think actually, I think I typed this into the uh, little message board, uh, Peps, on your podcast this morning. I said, until until the vampire hunter drives a wooden stake through the tiger's heart, I'm never going to count them out. Because you know, look at the last couple of years when they were what? They were a 500 club. They were three and three. You know, two and two, really scuffling. You know, down at 11th, 12th on the ladder, and people thinking, oh, they're done. They're toast. They're getting a premiership medal at the end of the season. They fought back. You know, I, I I won't be shocked if they end up being there again just because of who they are. And again, that's my finite amount of time that I've been following the game. So it's it's you know very possible that that all of you have different ideas about that because you've been following the game much longer than I have. Maybe you see a trend with the Tigers that that I haven't picked up yet because. You know, I'm I'm a neophyte. I'm new to the game. Maybe you're sitting there going, you know, I've seen this sort of thing before with my club or with another club. They're about to fall off of a cliff. Maybe they are, and I just don't know it yet. But uh, you know, the, the D's were just were just dynamite. You know, you know, I I honestly I think that uh, you know, while I know that the Brownlow has kind of become a midfielders award, why can't somebody like Max go on win it? I mean, he's a phenomenal player. He's a he has been phenomenal this year. You know, it's uh he is on the grounds everywhere. It's it is amazing. You know, he's he's at one moment he's he's down taking a mark in the forward 50 and taking a shot on goal. And 45 seconds later, he's down in the defensive end, swatting a ball away, you know, making it, you know, knocking the ball out of bounds to, you know, to get a to get a throw in because he's preventing somebody from being able to take a mark. He he's been everywhere on the grounds. And I, and I, 
I don't know. I don't know if there's a better ruck out there today. I know a lot of people talk about Brody Grundy. You know, I think Riley O'Brien is becoming a a pretty decent ruck. You know, I I think you know I think I I really like Nick Nat as a person. I've I've enjoyed the uh, the interviews with him. Uh, that I've that I've heard with him, just such a humble man. I've really enjoyed that sort of thing. But you know, watching him. He doesn't man up very well on his opponent. You know, if you go back and you watch the the Cats and Eagles game from this past weekend, you know, the Cats' black hole on their club has been for a long time. Yeah, Grundy. Yeah, Grundy's not been great this year as well. Yeah, and but if you look, you know, the Cats' black hole on the on their club, they've screamed for the the fact that they've not had a decent ruck. You know, Reese Stanley has been serviceable. He's not been great. But if you go back and you watch that 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 game, he 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 loses Nick Nat. You know they they ball up in the center in the center circle. Boom, it's out. Reese Stanley's off somewhere, and, and Nick Nat's just kind of looking around, and he's not he's not playing defense on anybody. You know he's great for, he's great for the hitouts. He's great for getting the ball out to his midfielders. But beyond that, you know he hasn't done a whole lot. I I I. I not sure if I feel comfortable quoting somebody who's sitting here listening to this podcast, but you know, somebody who I consider an expert in this game, you know, I heard, I heard them discuss the sheer lack of involvement in West coast offense this year with Nick net, that it's basically hit outs and he's done. There's nothing else involved. And, you know, you go back and you watch old videos and you see him doing things that, that he's not capable of doing it anymore. And maybe it's because of his knee injuries. Maybe he's had such significant knee injuries now that he just cannot elevate the way that he used to. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're starting to see, you know, maybe, I don't know if it's a changing of the guard because Max gone has been, a, has been a dynamite player for, for quite some time, you know, and I, uh, you know, I, I wonder, are the Bulldogs, are the D's, are they peaking too soon? You know, are they going to get, or are they going to hit a high at this point to where they begin to fall off a little bit themselves and level off a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. You you have to get, you have to win the game in order to get the, uh, you know, you have to, you have to win the games to get the points to stay where, you know, to get a position on the ladder to play finals. Okay. And whether you win, you know, and they say, yeah, you don't win the games in, in the first round of the season. But you could lose a shot at finals in the first round of the season or the first few rounds of the season if you don't play well. You know, if you drop a game here or there, you know, who knows if the uh you know the cats are gonna regret having dropped that game to Adelaide in round one. You know, that one, you know, and again, Adelaide, I think, is an approved club, but that could come back and bite them on the butt. And I'm trying to remember off the top of my head who they'll who else they lost to. Oh, they lost to the D's. No, no, I can't I can't fault that at all because they're they're a great club this year. But you know, I just I wonder, you know, if they're peaking too soon. Um, and of course, they still have Ben Brown coming back yet. You know, it's uh, you know, it's going to be something where they're going to have yet another offensive weapon, and that helps that helps their forward line significantly. And and, and I think right now that that works out great for the D's because one, they've got one of the top rucks, if not the top ruck. Okay. Uh, they've got 
arguably one of the top two midfields in the competition. I think they and the Bulldogs are there. I think when the Cats are healthy, they're up there, but I don't think they're one or two anymore. You know, I think just, you know, in terms of experience, most definitely. But, you know, you, but, you know, Joel Selwood's getting up there in age, you know, and I, this goes back a couple of weeks, actually, when they were, uh, when they played the D's and uh, when Brian Taylor made the comment when uh, Kazi Pickett tackled uh, Joel Selwood. And I just thought it was a really crass comment. And I, I guess it's something that's supposed to happen, but I thought it was a crass comment at the time where he said something to the effect that, uh, you know, hey, uh, hey, Joel, you're on your way out and I'm just coming in. Let me help you on your way or something like that. I thought, you know, here's a guy, you know, and, and yeah, I'm kind of defending my, my, my club here, but here's a guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer. And, you know, somebody who's been around the game as long as, as Brian Taylor has, because I'm not mistaken, he did play the game for quite some time and, and he's been a broadcaster forever and he's, you know, he's been watering everywhere. I mean, he used to get his steps in all the time, but now he can't because they're not going down into the, uh, into the locker rooms or the changing rooms right now. I just thought, man, that was a dumb thing to say, but that's just me. And I'm off my soapbox there. Uh, so yeah, looking at the D's, you know, I want, I had one last little audio clip. I wanted to go ahead and, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, yeah, Pep's put on here that he's a flog, uh, that sometimes he needs to shut up. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you there. You know, I, I'm, and again, this is me kind of walking around on, on eggshells because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to alienate anybody because, and this is what I, I've said to some of you before that when I, when I tip games, I generally, I won't tip them. And, you know, I know some people will just say, oh, this club's going to win or this club's going to win. I, I end up putting a point value on there. Maybe I should just say who's going to win, but I generally will not go over like 20 points because I don't want to, I don't want to tick off an entire fan base of a, uh, of one particular club and say, well, this guy doesn't think my team has a chance to win. I don't want to listen to this jack wagon anymore. So, you know, the D's are going to, or the, the, the Ruse are going to struggle to win games this year. Who knows? They may not win a game this year. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, yeah, they're going to get beat by 70 points. Or they're going to get beat by 60 points. Or I don't want to do that because, you know, if somebody hears it, you know, I don't want to alienate them because I hope they'll come back and listen to another episode or tell a friend about it. So let me give you my little uh, my last little bit here. Uh, this is a, a D supporter. This is Tony Davis, who actually was one of the people who started the uh, Minnesota Freeze uh, team in the AFL, the USAFL. His dad was a longtime player with the uh, with the D's, and then went on to work in the front office with the uh, with the Hawks as well. So here's his take on what happened uh, this past week with the D's. G'day, Craig. It's Tony Davis calling. Uh, hope you're well. Just wanted to check in. I wasn't sure if I could get onto the live podcast this week, uh, but I wanted to. Uh, take advantage of this uh, nice little feature you've added to your podcast. So um, I just wanted to uh, check in on the, on the demons, uh, Melbourne demons, obviously my team and uh, we're six weeks in, and I think you got to give them an A plus um, six and O oh, uh, when you and I chatted to do the, the preview of the season a few weeks ago, uh, this was the point in time where we thought, let's see where they're doing, how they're doing. Uh, Simon Goodwin was on the hot seat, but um, clearly that's not the case right now. Uh, it's a long way to go yet. I think any Melbourne supporter will 
tell you that they're not getting ahead of themselves. Um, you know, it, there's a trust that needs to be built, but um, it's clearly this team has done everything right so far to build that trust uh, again, but uh, a, lot, a lot of season left. A lot of things can factor into this, especially injuries. Um, so Melbourne have been sort of lucky in that regard to this point, uh, but uh, the style of play, um, they've passed every test that's been thrown their way. Uh, they've beaten the two grand final sides from last year. Uh, it's, you know, there's nothing more you can ask at this point. So the challenge will be to keep the momentum going forwards. And uh, as they got some winnable games coming up, you know, not to fall back into old habits. So uh, exciting times for Melbourne supporters. Um, we'll just see how the rest of the, or the next, you know, half of the season goes just to see where they sit up. Uh, but it's been uh, a great, uh, great start to the year. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll maybe tune in this week and see how you're doing. Um, but uh, just wanted to drop a quick line. Go D's, and we'll catch you soon. Thanks. Well, there you go. Yeah, and I and I completely concur with him there because you know they've been they've been terrific this year, and it's going to be a battle right now with the two of them. And of course, I think I think Port Adelaide's going to be right up there as well because that's an extraordinarily talented club too. You know, I I just I think that the two of them are going to be battling for percentage right now. And I haven't looked far enough ahead in the uh, fixture to see when they play each other. I'm not sure what round they play each other in, but that's going to be one heck of a matchup right there because you're going to have two dynamite midfields going after one another. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, I think probably the most entertaining game of this past weekend was the uh, the Port or the, the Adelaide and uh, Hawthorne game. I don't know if how many of you watched that one, but uh, – Let's see if I can get this last message on here. Did it show up? Not showing up yet. Okay, let's see here. Um, but again, if you want to get on here, if you happen to be on listening right now and you want to get on the show, drop your uh, email address down there on the message board, and I'll copy it in and add you on so you can uh, you can join in and we'll we'll chat about what you want to chat about right now. So, you know, I, I think that the, uh, like I said, the, the Hawthorne-Adelaide game was just, was fantastic. But I think that, you know, Adelaide, you know, as, as many of you saw, just had an absolute brain fart of a decision that they made. You know, I, you know, first of all, they, they opened up with 15 straight goals. Did not kick it behind, 15 straight goals. Um. You know, so it's uh, it was phenomenal to watch the start of that game, and uh, you know, I'm 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 impressed by the way Adelaide's playing this year after having struggled so much last year. And again, you go back and watch them; they played hard last year, so I think that that was going to bode well for them going into this year. They didn't get pushed over by a lot of clubs. They got beat quite a bit. They won the wooden spoon. They earned the wooden spoon. But so, quite often, they did not just lay down and say, well, okay, we're just, just go ahead and take it. Okay. Uh, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can say that North El Melbourne's not doing that, but you know, they're, they're trying hard. They're just devastated by injuries right now. And that's, you know, that's not a good thing, but you know, Raleigh Phil, Phil Thorpe started out with what five goals, 16 disposals. How about that for a first game? 
I mean, you might as well just retire now because you, yeah, you're probably not going to have a game that good again. You know, so it's uh, yeah, you know, like I said, O'Brien is just is having a uh, you know, moving his way up the uh, the ladder in terms of how good rucks are. He had forty disposals. You know, and I and I have to wonder. I I'm guessing then that his his new cell phone that he got must be working extraordinarily well. Uh, that nice one that Nick Nat got for him. And, and, you know, you looked at, uh, you know, what the Crows did. I'm, I'm sorry, what the Hawks did. It was just, it was just, and I know I'm not supposed to be a Hawk supporter because I'm, I'm a cat supporter. But as I've said a bunch of times, you know, I want my team to win. And then I want to watch eight good games of footy, regardless of who wins. I, you know, I, you know, if it's advantageous for my club, then sure, I want a certain outcome. But I just want to watch good footy happen. You know, Kashitsky had you know what's five goals, three. Um, but to me, the uh, the 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 neatest thing about that game was at the end, and when the the camera panned up to the the coach's box, and you just you saw the grin on Clarko's face. You know, you know Matthew Nix realizing he screwed up royally, or somebody screwed up royally, you know, making Tom Lynch their emergency sub. If you've got somebody who's hurt, why do you make them their the emergency sub? You've got 40 plus players on your list. Yeah, I know you left some behind in Adelaide. They didn't all make the trip to Tasmania, but you know what? You should have brought somebody who could have filled in because he took what was it? I think it was like 10 or 15 minutes getting himself ready to come out on the grounds. You know, I looked at the uh the number of uh interchanges they used. I think they only had two or three interchanges remaining at the end of the game. So they had to burn through interchanges as he's getting himself ready to play because Hawthorne still had, I think, eight of them left that they could have used. And he did not look good while he was out there. So, you know, I I wonder who made that decision, but that that was just a bad look for the Crows. Now, I'm not not saying that if they'd had a healthy substitute, they would have won the game because, yes, Hawthorne was coming. They were coming. They they made a game of it, and you know I, yeah, you know, and I I I guess I'm still wondering about the uh, the call that happened uh, uh, with Himmelberg at the end of the game because he, you know, he went in to try to to take a mark there or, or def- I think it was actually to take a mark, and they they I think they said it was like an unrealistic attempt at making a mark, and they gave a I think they gave a free kick to Hawthorne, if I'm not mistaken, something like that happened, but it prevented. Adelaide from having a shot on goal towards the end of the game when they very likely could have won the game there. Uh, and I, it just was, uh, it was just, it was just sad to see it come down to that, but you know, that grin on Clarko's face, it, it's like that. It's like the thing you see in the movies, you know, where the, uh, the cat ate the canary or in this case, the, uh, the hawk ate the crow. Cause Hawthorne, Hawthorne stole a victory there. You know, yeah. Hawthorne won that game as much as Adelaide gave that game away because they just, you know, they, they got beaten that second half. And, and I guess you have to just tip your cap to Hawthorne on that one. Yeah. And it's, uh, it was just a, it was just a, a really good, uh, really good battle there. You know, and I, and I wonder what's going to happen with Brisbane. Now you've got, uh, you know, Lockie Neal is out. Um, You've got, uh, Oh, who else was it that got hurt? Oh gosh, the big guy that got his head stapled back together. I jotted it down in my notes here. Uh, where did it go here? Uh, that's the wrong one. Okay, 
Um, yeah, Mitch Robinson, who tore up his eye, both like above and below his eye. And I don't know if you saw the pictures, but they literally stapled his face back together. You know, and 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 I don't think he came back into the game with that. You know, I don't know if they would allow you to actually have metal on your face coming back into the game like that. So, you know, I don't know how long he's going to be out with that injury, but uh, it was just uh, it was ugly. And you know, I, I I wonder now with the injury to Lockie Neal, and of course you had you know Patty Jangerfield was suspended, so he's not eligible for it anyway. But you know, if you're a if you're a Brownlow winner and you've got ankles you might want to tape them up because, you know, you're, you're something could happen. You know, Nat Fife has had a concussion this year. Uh, you know, so it's, it's just, uh, it's just got a lot of injuries this year. And I, you know, I don't know what happens with Brisbane now uh, with, uh, with them, you know, losing a couple really good players like that. I mean, they've got Port Adelaide coming to town this week and I, and I, I think Port's going to win that one. I do. I think Port Adelaide's going to win that one. So, um, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to get uh, um, Chris. Did, I don't know if you put your email on here. I don't know. I don't have your email written down here. So, if you want to copy your email in there, I'll go ahead and put you on that real quick. But I don't. You know, I don't know if you happen to also see the. Uh, this is one of those things that I, I wonder what's going to come out of this. Is this the handwriting on the wall for uh, David Teague that uh, that the Blues have bought uh, John Worsfold, Worsfold in as kind of a uh, sounding board for the Blues? You know, I guess he's living back in Perth now that he's you know, that he's not coaching anymore, but he's kind of been hired by the Blues to kind of be just another set of eyes and ears to give advice to David Teague. Wouldn't this be kind of a, an interesting uh, turn of events to have, uh, you know, John Worsfold um, finding himself in a position where he he might be the coach in waiting, if you will. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what's going to happen to that. Uh, is it is it going to help to turn around the the Blues' struggles this year? I have no idea. Yeah, is is that the team that's underachieving more than anybody else? I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I think you should have the invite already sent to you there, sir. If you look at your if you look at your phone, it should already be to you because it's already said that it's been sent. You know, I also saw that the uh, AFL has, uh, and I don't even know how they do this. The AFL has introduced abuse filters for social media. I mean, how, how does that work? How how are they able to, as that as that type of an organization, how are they able to go in and prevent what you or I or anyone else might put on social media directed towards a a a player or a coach or something of that nature? You know, putting it on their Instagram page or their their Twitter handle or their Twitter account or something of that nature. You know, I don't, uh, first of all, I, I think if you're, if you're doing that sort of thing, I think you're a bit of a pud for doing that any, anyway. Yeah, I think you're a bit of a jerk for, for messing with people like that anyway. You know, I, I, and maybe I'm looking at that through the, the eyes of, you know, somebody who hosts a podcast. Uh, you know, I, well, I know I am, but, uh, 
you know, I, uh, I wonder. Yeah. I, cause I know I wouldn't do it because I don't want to burn any bridges in terms of, of prospective guests. Yeah. Somebody who may want to come in and, you know, I, I'm hoping to get on the show or something of that nature. I don't, uh, I don't want to go ahead and alienate them, make them angry or anything of that nature. So I, I try not to, I don't want to piss anybody off. I'm, I'm just, I'm somebody who now I'm at my advanced age. I just kind of like to go with the flow. I don't let things bother me too much. I don't, you know, my wife, I'm not sure if she's in the other room or not right now and can hear me, but uh, you know, I, I generally don't get too upset about big things cause I can't really fix big things, but you know, small things, you know, I, you know, I, I, spill my coffee on the counter or something like that. I'll just, you know, real short little blurt out of expletives and, and it's over. Cause it's one of those dumb things that shouldn't happen. You know, the big things are things that we can't always prevent, but the, the, the little things are ones that we can, if we just weren't as, and I'm picking up my tea right now that, uh, that we were, yet yeah, we should have been able to prevent from happening. So, you know, I, I just think if you, if you're being disrespectful to anybody on social media, I just, I, why? I mean, these are people that more often than not, you don't know them. You're probably never going to meet them. You know, they're, they're, they're people too. Uh, yeah. So I just don't know. I don't know what the, uh, um, I don't know why it is, is that big of an issue for people that they have to chastise folks. You know, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. So let me, uh, try this here real quick and see if I can get, uh, get this to work for Chris. I don't know if it's going to work or not. It says you're already on there. Yeah. You're already in the invite list. I know that. Um, okay. So I don't know what's going on with that then. Yeah. Um, well, Harper, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting Chris on right now. So Harper, let me send you one and see if I can figure out what's going on with that then. So let me, uh, okay. I just sent one to you, Harper. So let's get you Let's get you on here. See if this is working because I don't know if it's just if it's me uh, that something's happening with here, but we'll see here. Uh, push the call button. I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm on the uh, I've done the call buttons already. So you should be able to get on there now. Then I think. Okay. Um. We'll see. Again, this is uh this is rocket science for me here because this I'm I'm a little old man figuring these things out here. So yeah, so I just I wonder about this whole thing with the social media. I don't even know did they are they working alongside Google or uh, Instagram or Twitter or whomever it may be to try to center this stuff. I don't know how this is even going to work. So. Uh, Okay, it looks like Harper might be on here then. Hello, sir. Hey, Craig, how are you? Good, sir. I'm good. And I know you are in a great mood because of uh, last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was a really good win, uh, by the way. It was a great performance. Probably could have won by quite a bit more, I reckon, if uh, Collingwood didn't kick a goal every time they went inside 50. But, yeah, it was really <laughs> good. So what's happened in your world, sir? Oh, um. Just got uni a bit later today, but I uh, wanted to chat a bit about Bombers. I uh, wanted to chat a bit about Darcy Parrish. Uh, did okay. you watch that game? I have watched some highlights from it. I've not seen the whole game yet. Uh-uh. That's one of the ones I've not yeah, gotten well, to yet. 
Oh, I've got so, to say, uh, Darcy Parrish's performance, he had 42 disposals, two goals, and a whole lot of other great stats, I think, that I uh, can't remember the specifics of, but that was one of the best performances by an Essendon player I can ever remember seeing, to be honest. So he was just absolutely amazing. I think I figured out which paper I misplaced. It's the one I wrote down the Essendon stuff on, and I know I wrote it down. I know I did. Yeah. So I don't know where I put it. Oh, well. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, because I, I, I wrote on there that uh, that next week, uh, or maybe that was with the tips, that uh, next week that the, uh, um, that Anthony McDonald tipping Woody was going to make sure he kept the ball inbounds. Because I, I guess people have been oh. giving him a hard time about that. You know, I, and I go, I, you know, I've seen images you know, of it. You can't tell from that one angle if it's inbounds or not. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's because the fat side of the ball could easily be in from that angle, and that's yeah. that's the only angle yeah. we've really seen. So, but anyway, it doesn't really matter now. We we won by more than a goal, so who cares? Well, I'm, in or out, I'm looking at his matter. I'm looking at his super super coach score here. Wow, he that's the highest one I've seen all week. Wow, what, what did he get? 162 points. Whoa, whoa, it's a yeah. massive score. Uh, I imagine it, Darcy Parrish would have been quite no, that close was to that him. as well. No, that, that was him. Oh, he was had 162. Darcy. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, I thought you were talking about McDonald Tip and Woody there, but yeah. Uh, he go. had 119. Yeah. He had 119. So, yeah, on your screen, then when you when you click on there, you you see there's like a gray button that says to join in, then. Is that what happens? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I just clicked, uh, it said number two, call in uh, on okay. my phone screen. Okay. So. Uh, I think anyone else that would want to okay. do that can. Okay. Good deal. All... Good deal. So we'll we'll try to get yeah, that to happen, and then with Chris here in just a second. Then, so yeah, I I'm, I think you're going to be pleased. I I have tipped uh, the bombers this week, so. Okay. I think you'll be I think you'll be happy about that. I did. Yes. Hey, you know you you ought to trust me on this because remember I'm the I'm the I'm the guy that tipped the, I tipped Sydney against Richmond. Okay, got that one right. Last week I tipped yeah. Gold Coast against Sydney, and you know, my, you yeah, know my reasoning. Yeah, you know my reasoning behind that one. My reasoning behind that one is that I watched the making making their mark. Now I've not watched the last episode yet because I don't I don't want to watch the grand final again quite yet. It's still a little fresh in my mind. Um, but uh, I saw the the discussions that that Stewart Dew had with his club at different times during the course of the uh, those episodes. And I can only imagine what he said to the club last week when they were down 70 to nine at the bull against the Bulldogs at halftime. I don't think they could have put that in uh, a, a streaming service program. I don't, I think that would have been like, no, you know, no children at all can watch this. I can't imagine what he said. And I'm sure they said that the, the players said to themselves, we don't want to hear that again. So we're going to go out and get this win. So that that was you know, no you know having uh, Hickey out hurt, having uh, the yeah the the ruck out hurt, uh, having Buddy not playing as well. Coast because I I think you know that they may they may surprise people. I don't know if they'll get in the eight, but uh, they're going to win some more games yet this year. But you know I I think they're they're a team that might be on their way here possibly. 
Maybe. Yeah, and I believe it's Melbourne against Richmond. Uh, am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. I tipped. Uh, I tipped Melbourne yeah. in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only performance by the days I've been talking about them before, but that, that's been really good. The only one that I did not get, and this, these are the ones that I announced in the episode last week. The only one I did not get was, I believe. I believe it was Adelaide. No, I did. I tipped Hawthorne against that because I was not sure about Tex Walker's uh, leg. I wasn't sure how his leg was going to hold this week because he, you know, he, he had his calf retaped uh, during the course of the game. I'm trying to remember which one. Oh, you know what? So. Yeah. So, sorry, so I, I, I just uh, up for a bit. Eh? What, what did you say? No, I was saying that the game I got wrong last week was the Collingwood Essendon game. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, because okay. I tipped Collingwood in that one, and I just you know I I got that one wrong, and I'm uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and go with Essendon this week because uh, they fooled me once. Shame on me. They're not going to fool me twice because they're they're going to go ahead and. Uh, Beat Carlton this week because Carlton, I think, is just really struggling, and I, you know, and I, and I yeah. think that the, I think the face of the Blues has changed. I don't think it's I don't think it's Patty Cripps anymore. I think it's Sam Walsh. I think Sam Walsh mm-hmm. is the face of that club now, and I just yep. I just uh, I just think that uh, that he's gonna he's gonna be there for you know Harry McKay. I think could also be that because I think he's a pretty decent you know full forward. But you know, are he and his brother talking about you know joining up and joining up and playing on the same club at some time down the road? I don't know. I don't know where that would be. Um, but you know, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. So let well, me I'll, let I'll me just, go ahead. Sorry, I just give you a bit of a word of warning. Uh, Essendon have not got a great history against Carlton in the last probably ten years or so. So. I really wouldn't be surprised if Carlton found a way to win over us because we always uh, find a way and manage to kind of play it our worst against them. Uh, we, yeah, we haven't been very good against them recently, I've got to say. Well, I have a lot of confidence in them. Okay, and that's going to – I'll go ahead and give you that one right now. I see – I think the, the Blues are scuffling. Yeah, I think that they're going to – I think they're going to win this one by eight points this week. That's All my right. tip well, for this week. So. I like your, I like your faith in the team. It's yeah. Good. Well, yeah, I think that's I think that's what's going to happen then. So, we sh- we shall see. Um, you know, uh, it, it's that's a little disappointing that I've got more faith in your team than you do. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? It's, it's, no, uh, it's pretty hard not to be no, a being an Essendon fan for eighteen years. Well, you know, it's it, it it's. Uh, I, I did see I did see the photo. Uh, I don't know. Did you happen to see the photo of? I saw somebody on Facebook posted a picture that they were outraged that somebody uh, in their Essendon gear was using their their vape their vape pen or whatever they call the thing at the game the other night. That oh, they were vaping. Yeah. They were vaping at the game. You know, and you know they weren't smoking, but they were vaping. And somebody was all upset about that. And I I put a snarky comment on there, and I said, "Well, I thought." I said that was kind of interesting seeing seeing somebody in in Essendon gear, you know, introducing chemicals into their system at a game. Um, <laughs> too soon on that one. Oh yeah, been 
<laughs> still be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a good time uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, I I I think they'll be. Uh, I think you're going to be okay this week. You know, they're they're starting to they're starting to figure out how to you know maybe play without. Uh, well, they already already figured out how to play without Joe Danaher there. Um, but yeah, yeah, as you said, Parrish had a monster game, and you know, Tip and Woody, he usually has you know a spurt where he'll have two or three or four back to back games that are just dynamite. Where you know yeah. he, he he starts to give you that idea that you know what this could be one of the best players in the game, and then he goes a couple weeks where he has six touches. Where they, mm. where they clamp down on him and he doesn't you know he doesn't get the ball in his hands at all. So I, I think this is going to be one of the games where they uh, they go ahead and take this and I've just got a hunch on it. So yeah, and take just that. one more thing on the game game actually the Essendon Collingwood game. Um, uh, I'm not sure if anyone else this, this listening to this uh, watched it or was there even, but to me the atmosphere seems quite flat to compare compared to. The usual Anzac Day game. Maybe it was because the crowd was slightly smaller, but it didn't re- have the uh, great. Well, it's, it still had a really good atmosphere, but it wasn't quite at the level uh, of that great energy that there usually is on an Anzac Day, which I found a bit strange. Maybe it's because both the teams are uh, a bit down compared to usual, but yeah, just thought that was a bit of a um, weird one. Yeah, I thought that might have been the case. Is the fact that you know that that both clubs are kind of on the on on the downswing this year. I thought that might be what was happening there. Um, yeah, I thought that might be that might be why because you know, both of them are struggling. You know, I you know you've got uh, you know for any number of different reasons. You know, uh, you know they're just they're. I think anything that could happen bad to a club. Has happened to has happened to Collingwood this year. I mean, you know, and I and it who know, is you know, and this is a conversation for a later time. You know, is uh, you know, is Nathan Buckley going to be back next year? I keep hearing a lot of people saying probably not. You know, it's uh, maybe they're going to just start fresh. And I need to do a little bit more digging into the new club president, but it sounds like some people were thinking that it that he's kind of like a more the same along the lines of, of Eddie McGuire. I'm not familiar with this gentleman at all, but it, it sounded like he was somebody that people were a little surprised got to position. Mm, yeah. Well, I've got no idea about him. So you, you know, as much as me, if not more. So okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have no clue. I'm, I don't know what his uh, what his uh, situation is, so we'll we'll see what we'll yeah. see what transpires with that. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if you know he's already been on the record saying he hopes that Nathan Buckley is going to be back. Which you know, here in the United States, when like the president of a club or a general manager or the person that's making the decision in terms of who's going to be you know hiring or firing the coach, when the when the coach comes when the, when that person comes out and says, well, yeah, we're we're hoping that the coach is back next year. That's usually when the coach should, you know, not bother buying any green bananas because he's not going to be around much longer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. and I saw a little story uh, on the AFL website as well, just uh, just this morning, I think. Um, the Carlson president is stepping down, and his replacement's being named as well. So, uh, Mark Logiodice is being replaced by uh, Luke Sayers for Carlton, which is another interesting one. 
Yeah, that I had not seen that yet. I have not, I hadn't been on the website at all yet today. Uh, I've been reading yeah, some well, things on an hour ago, so you were probably yeah on your live. Well, I was, yeah, I've been reading. Uh, been doing a lot of reading on the the footywire.com site today. So yeah, I hadn't even been on the news yet for. Well, I did pull up the ladder on uh, the AFL site, but I've not been on the news uh, portion of it. I'm just clicking over on that right now to see that, but I did had not seen that yet. But uh, hmm. Remember these yeah, stunners, best go. debuts. Yeah, steps down. Wow. At the it looks like at the end of the year he's stepping down. Yep, end of the year. Yeah, I think so. Which you know, again, that's you know, that's again a club that you know has has had a lot of talent, but he just hasn't. You know, I think Carlton supporters would would probably agree that they just, you know they've had a lot of decent players that they just haven't put it together yet. They've not been able to, you know, this this rebuild that's been going on seemingly since I've been following the game. Yeah. I don't know if it actually has an end in sight. Are they going to be built? You know, because at this point in time, you know, I, I keep hearing people talk about, uh, you know, Patty Cripps possibly heading to Perth at the end of this year. Mm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to, you know, I don't know who's got, you know, salary cap room to bring him in. But I, if I had to guess, I would say it would probably be Fremantle of those two clubs. That would be yeah, that would be my yeah, guess. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but that would be my guess. But you know, I, you know, you put him and you know, him and Nat Fife together, that's not a bad combination. Yeah, not bad at all. And I know oh, I forget his first name, but there's another Crips that's playing at West Coast, I think. So Jamie. I don't know if he's a Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. yeah. Is he? He's a cousin, or how? How are they related? I, I, you know, I could, I could make a bad joke about uh, street gangs and say they're both Crips, but I won't do that. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have no idea what they're, I think they are, they are related, but I don't know if they're brothers or cousins or, or what. Uh, I, yeah, I honestly, yeah. I don't know. So I'm going to go ahead and pass over my, my bad joke that I just made and hope that nobody heard it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> well, it was bad. Um, on Carlton, I think you, you do say that they have quite a good list, but I'd say personally, from my point of view, they, they've got a few kind of standout players who can be really uh, some of the best in their league when they're on, uh, like yeah, Paddy Cripps, who hasn't been on top of his game uh, at the top of his game this season, and Sam Walsh and Doherty and uh, Harry Mackay's been good this season as well, to be fair, but... Uh, and Adam Sard, of course, when he's playing well, which he hasn't really this season. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I don't think outside that, I, I don't think their no. list is really uh, probably not even a top eight list, to be honest. And uh, someone like a Sam Doherty and Paddy Cripps, especially, they it's been noticeable uh, how off their games they've been this season. And um, I'm just having a look now. Uh, Carlton's defense hasn't been great. They've conceded uh, they conceded more than a hundred points in the first two rounds, and uh, they conceded one hundred and three last week and ninety six the week before. So uh, their defense is probably looking quite vulnerable and definitely not a top eight worthy defense at the moment. Right. Yeah. So they're going to have to they're going to have to outscore clubs, and they and they're not. They're not able to do that right now because I think they're what two and four right now, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're two and four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, so they're yeah. and I'm, I'm looking up their percentage right now. I mean, they're 
you know, their percentages, you know, they're, they've got a somewhat healthy percentage for being, you know, you know, being two and four. I mean, it's at 93%. So, I mean, that's not awful. You know, it's, mm. you know, you look at the saints, the saints are two and four, but their percentage is 67. Yeah. So they've got, you know, yeah. the saints are going to, you know, even if the Saints start winning some games, they're going to have to battle to build up that percentage. And I, and I, I just don't see that happening with St. Kilda this year. They've taken a, they've taken a huge step backwards. They've taken yeah, a, a huge yeah. step back from, from where they were. So I, you know, I don't, uh, I, 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 I had them in the eight instead of the D's and peps. If you're still on, sir, consider this my formal apology for that. I got that wrong. Okay. I got that completely wrong. You know, I got, I got played by, uh, what happened last year with St. Kilda being in the, uh, in the, uh, top eight there. So I, I, I let oh, that one sneak up on me there, so that was my mistake. I don't think your prediction could have been as bad as mine because uh, for anyone that's seen the Where Do We Begin uh, podcast ladder predictions, uh, this was a bit audacious for me, but I had St. Kilda at the top of the ladder. <laughs> hey, it could still happen. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, I, think, I think we talked about this before. I think we did mention this before, so that is uh, – that is that's amazing, uh, and, and and I'm glad you mentioned the name of your podcast, yeah, folks. If if you're out there, if you're listening, and you have not checked out the the Where Do We Begin podcast, you owe it to yourself to do it. Uh, these these guys are uh, you know a couple of young men who are are going to university, who are studying, and are bringing on some fantastic guests. Uh, Liam Pickering is your most recent guest, if I'm not mistaken, right? With the new episode that yeah, just came yeah, out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I I strongly encourage encourage you to check out what they're doing. Uh, they have a lot of fun with what they've got going on here, and uh, and they love this game. I think they love cricket as well because you've had a lot of uh, you've had a lot of people involved in cricket on the podcast as well. I'm I'm starting to think that maybe I need to check out cricket uh, this winter here. Uh, I might I might dig into that a little bit. Uh, maybe see if my wife will let me get the. Uh, the Willow uh, TV app, so I can try to learn about some cricket this uh, this winter time, because I I don't watch basketball, and I've, I'm mm. just I'm beyond fr- I'm beyond frustrated with baseball here in the U.S. So maybe uh, maybe the 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 T20 cricket going on there, the big was that Big Bash stuff? Big Bash, that was, yep, that's yeah, that's the 2020. Yeah, maybe maybe that would be something that would be interesting to me then. So mm. we shall see. Yeah, well. I'll- I appreciate the kind words about the podcast and yeah, it'd be great if any of uh, the listeners could check it out. It'd be great. Yeah. Have you guys got any merch out yet? Uh, no, we don't have any merch out. That's something that uh, we have been thinking about doing for a while, but there's a few kind of steps we have to do to really uh, steps we have to take to really get it right. I think so we're okay. kind of taking our time. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have a couple, you know, I had, the logo for my podcast, I made that myself on a website, but the other, I have a couple of other things that I have out on, on, uh, Redbubble that one of my students drew for me. Uh, but I, you know, I have a couple of other ideas for ones that I, that are just a little bit on the edgy side. They're kind of like, Oh, okay. Um, uh, that I think would actually sell. Uh, I think people would actually like them, not even if they're footy fans, just because of what they say. Uh, but it's not something I can ask a high school student to draw as a high school teacher. That would not go, you know, that would not go over well. 
you know, it just would not, you know, I, I would not feel comfortable asking this young lady, Hey, could you draw this? I know you're a fantastic artist. Could you create this for me? I wouldn't do it. Cause I just don't think it's yeah. appropriate for me to do that. You know, even, you know, I, and, and when I asked her initially to draw these things, I, you know, she's somebody who I had as a student, I reached out to her parents beforehand and I said, is it okay if I ask your, your child to do these, these things? And they said, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I told them what I was doing with that. I got her a, like a $50 Starbucks gift card for, for having done it. So it worked out for her pretty well as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. That panned out yeah. Well. And I, I, I think I just should say to your listeners uh, that um, if you can help Craig out with uh, getting any of his merch, or even if you don't want the merch, just uh, go to the buy me a coffee website, oh, which I'm sure you'll find at the end, because uh, I know uh, as well as you that podcasting, kind of burns a hole in your pocket so you're not making any money off it you're probably losing money uh so if you could help craig out listen is that be uh, very much appreciated by me and him especially yeah that's uh, you know i yeah i have i have my uh i'm supposed to be getting my van back uh on friday this week and i have my stickers that are going on the back window and i have my lace out sticker ready to go in the back window of my van it's all, I've got one hanging up uh, on the back of my computer, and I'm going to have one on my van very soon. I'm looking forward to uh, to being able to represent Peps and uh, J Dogs podcast as well. And when I, you know, when you guys have have some stuff out, I definitely want to get that on my van as well. Uh, my van has, you know, it has windows all around it, so I can. I've got lots of places to put stickers on my van. I'm, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be that old man driving around in a van with stickers all over it. I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Well, let me. I'll, I'll probably let you go. Uh, okay, I'm, you probably want. I'm going to see Chris on here. I'm going to see if oh, we can get Chris, Chris on, on here. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm going to try to get him on here. So, hey, Harper, thanks for, for thanks for popping in, man. I appreciate it. Have a great rest Thank of the week at much. school. Right. To keep Thank you. keep working. You bet. Uh huh. Take it easy. Okay, Chris. Let's see if we can get you on here, sir. Um, let's see if this will work for you. I'm not. I think you're still there. Let's see, I've sent the invite to you already, so it should be there for you to click on and then hop on. We'll give you a couple seconds here. While we're getting you on there, since we've we've passed the hour mark already, I'm going to go ahead and uh, dive into my... uh, I'm going to go ahead and dive into my tips for this week as well. Let me click over to this next screen here. So, uh, you know, right, I already went over the uh, Essendon and Carlton game. I've got Essendon winning that one by eight. Um, the first game of the weekend, and, and the MCG is going to get a workout this week because there's three games being played there this week. Only one at Marvel, however. Uh, Richmond and the Bulldogs, and I think that uh, while it wouldn't shock me to see Richmond, you know, sneak up and get a win when nobody expects them to get it with Dusty out and that type of thing. I don't think it's going to happen this week. I think that uh, Richmond's going to find themselves at three and four here and out of the eight in just a, in just a matter of a couple of days. Now Uh, I've got the Bulldogs winning this one by nine points. Now I know they're probably going to be without Dunkley. Uh, They're probably going to be without, well, I know they're going to be without Tim English because of the concussion and the 12 day rule. And it's a little. I'm a little disappointed that uh, the 12 day rule ends the day before the Cats play Richmond next week. So, 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Chris, whenever you're ready, pop on there, sir. You go ahead. I'll finish up the uh, the tips whenever we're done here. So, yep. So you go ahead and click on there and hop on, and we'll get going here. But while he's doing that, then I'm going to go ahead and pop on the next game here. Uh, Collingwood. Hey, there he is. How you doing, sir? <laughs> hey, yo. Are you? Is, is that a laugh of frustration there, or is it a laugh of relief, or what? <laughs> a bit of both, I think. <laughs> okay. I know this because okay. it's funny, the way, it's funny, funny how it works. You, you don't know whether you're on or not. But anyway, no, no, no I, I didn't know whether you could hear me or not. Oh, I can hear. I can. It's like we're. It's like we're talking across the backyard fence right now. It sounds like you're it's right not, next door. I haven't got any headphones on. It's just, and so when, when you see your little head pushed up on the, the button man you, yeah I heard your voice and I didn't know whether or not I was I was through or not. I think with this yep, you, yeah, you it's are just a matter of when yeah it's just a matter of when the person gets the link, he pushes it and then on your side of the fence it's it's there should be something coming through to say yes, he's yeah. there or something. Yeah it does and then it's just a push yep. then you gotta push you, 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 it has to come from you to say push, push the button, like push the telephone. Right, yeah. So push the telephone, and, and then, then, then that way we go. Yeah, and and since you've been on before, all I have to do is hit that, is hit the invite button to send it to you, and and have you join in then, and you know, so it, it'll just it'll go directly to you because it already has your email address. So I don't even, I don't even need to do that anymore. I won't even See, need the I, email I, anymore. I, 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 I had computer complications earlier. I was on your face, uh, the Facebook message, and I think it was on your your son's um, thing. And I got the link off that, and I said, "Hey, on, send the message to Christopher." Like on the same name, I'm like, "Hey, on, hey, on." No, sure Chris. On. Chris is actually yeah. on here too. Chris is uh, right. Chris yeah. is the uh, lace out podcast that you're seeing on here. He does. Oh. He does a. He's a D supporter. Does a fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. It's yeah, I, I listened to it live this morning, but it's usually one that I'm listening to when I'm uh, when I take when I take my dogs for a walk because it lasts just about as long as our uh, our walks last. Is he, is he so, on Messenger with Jim? Jim, someone, something like they got a three of three of them together or something like that. I, I think I think he might be. Yeah, I think he might be. But yeah, his yeah, his. Yeah. Is, I, I pushed that thing and that was mine, and then I realized when you're saying things on it, hang on. That's that's he's talking to him, so yeah. I had to get off that and go find that find it to uh, get on your one. So anyway, we get there. So, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on last week with the cats? Yeah, they've got a lot of work to do, but I think I think there's a bit of light. They've they've come from the the dungeon, so to speak, to lift their head up. It, it depends. They've got to back it up. That's, that's about it, Craig. They've got a lot of work to do in all the areas, but I think there's a bit of breath fresh air coming, seeing Jeremy and uh, Jeremy Cameron, that is. Yeah. And um, yeah. we'll see what happens. Hey? I, mean, I can see the game plan now working. If they make position in the back line, don't stand stationary, have to move around, keep moving around. I can see that happening. Um, but they've got a lot of work to do in the whole three areas. So it's a work in progress. And it's whether or not they're prepared to do that, that's probably where they're, um, they're you know, where, where where it's going to be with them. But um, massive improvement, and well, I think um, 
a lot of relief, I think, for a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> so, so let me, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Since yeah. you've been watching the game so much longer than I have, and and you pick up on things with which much with much greater frequency than I do, you know, one of the the things that I've hypothesized or that I've thought from the outset, because you know, you know, Jeremy Cameron basically was about to get on the plane to go to Adelaide before his, you know, and his hamstring kind of went kaflooey just as they were getting ready to fly to Adelaide. You know, so my thought was that they had spent the whole training session training to play with the two talls down forward. And and they they just did not, they didn't, they basically said, we're going to go ahead and tread water here and not change up our whole system in, in hopes of he's going to be back here in a couple of weeks. Well, I think I think it was pretty frustrating. I think the whole matter with him is he's been in the recruit talked about since we got him drafted, and I think it's just been a frustration with him. He's done it at training, and he's popped up again, supposed to play the first match. So it's just been really frustrating. I think all, all concerned. So I think just at, at that point, you just raise a very good point. Very good point. Yeah, because I, you know, I was I was very impressed with with his performance. You know, I I, I love seeing the uh, you know, See, what Geelong got to do. Yeah, what Geelong got to do, yeah, do, Craig, is move that ball from the back line, move position. You can switch it from side to side, so they won't be sitting stationary. That's where they get jammed in, and then the sides get them, and and then they're ambushed. You keep moving that ball around. They got to make position. It should be real. Chris Scott should be saying them. If I see a training and you're making, we're making position, we're kicking out, this is our drill, or from our defence to the centre. If I see one player sitting stationary, you're going to go do laps. That's the sort of stuff yeah. that has to get drilled into. I don't know whether it will or not. This is me saying it, not Chris Scott. But I started to see them early, and I've watched the matches early in other years, 2019. I've seen when they moved position, they had success. When they stay stationary, the ball slows down. They, 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 it dries up their, their alternatives. So you've got to make position, got to move around. That's for all the players there. And then you see a movement. You see you see they can change from one to the side. Then when you get the chance through the middle, get it through, shoot it through to your three targets or whoever you got there to, to get to. Obviously, we know who they are. But that's what you've got to do. You've got to get through there quick when you get the chance. And then hopefully that the defence then has to trap that ball in. And there should be exercise going to, you know, have a penalties for letting the ball in. They've got to learn to do that. They've never really uh, learned to do that in the time they've done the blueprint on it. They're like little Dalhas, for example. When he goes for the ball in that forward line, he has to win his little battle. His little, his little battles, he has to win them. That's the difference between us and being an ordinary side or being a very average side. So they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And in the middle, too, practicing the stoppages, practicing the, the, the clearances, it makes a hell of a difference. If they can get those three areas worked on, you're kind of breaking up there. You, you, you Hold on a second. You kind of broke, sloppy you broke up like there. You, skills and that. Yeah, hold, on, that. hold on a sec, Chris. Hold on a sec. You broke Okay, hold a on a powerful s- song. Yeah, I'll talk more. Okay, hang on yeah, a second. You, know, I, you you kind of faded in and out there for just a, about twenty seconds there. So, can you can you go back through? Can you go back through that real quick? Yeah, no, just um, 
if they um, if three areas like from the defence to to the centre line to the stoppages to their um, uh, clearances and in the forward structure in, in keeping that ball in um, and learning to trap that ball in so that you can't let it out. If they can work on the three areas there, all those three, and, and their field kicking too, you know, and practice and practice and practice. You get it to a really high skill level, not an ordinary level. Look, if they want to be the best side, that's what you've got to do, Craig. You've got to be the best. If they want to be the best, yeah. I think that game plan can work if they move around from the fence, don't stay stationary. It's the same as the other thing I learned too out of watching the game is when they when the other opposition are kicking out, they learn have to learn then to defend. And when they don't have it, they've got to fight their backside off to get to win that ball back. And that's the difference. If they can learn that that side, there's, there's a real chance for them. If they don't and they just keep playing what we know we've done, they'll stay an ordinary side. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. I got a fair bit. Of, I went back to I back, went back to Barrack and I used to Barrack from. When I'm barracking from, I'm telling them what to do. So it was quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like I, the and, coach telling them what to do. <laughs> but, you know, I haven't done that for so long because I've been bored. Crapless, just to just between you and me in the fence post. I can yeah, see, I think you know, it's gonna be, if uh, you move that yeah. ball, if you move the ball, they make position. I can see the game plan working where they don't look so slow in their ball movement. Um, and then when they find the middle, the, the gap, you won't always find it, but that's, that's, that's what you're looking for. When they find the gap, they break the line, then you shoot it through down to blokes like Tomahawk. You know, we know the targets are there, so... And then the smalls have got to swoop in. They've got to swoop in. So when the ball, those tools are going up, you've got to be ready to to crumb it just like that. You know, you've got to be, you got to be real, not just average, they've got to be above average. If they want to be the best, that's what they've got to do. And they've got to practice it and practice it and practice it. If they want to be, if they want to be the best sides and beat Richmond, which will come up soon, but Sydney's enough to worry about this one game, one right, game right. at a time. Well, that's enough. You know, let's not get carried away here. Let's see us back it up from last week. West Coast had a lot of players out, but it was a good performance. Um, we've been down. Maybe Jeremy was the spark. I don't know. Um, we'll see how they go 7.30 Saturday night. Yeah, Whether it's going to be – It's going to be – I think it'll be a good matchup. You know, I, I think the Cats will take this yeah. one. You know, I just – I think they're well, going to – Is that played Is that played in Sydney or – Yeah, that's, it's, that's in Sydney, yeah. That's up Sydney, at the SCG. Well, it's harder for us. Played at their ground, yeah. so they know how to play that ground. They play it in their midfields. Well, they've only got to go back to their form a couple of weeks out. It was superb. So if they get it, they've got, I think they've got a few. They've had a few injuries, so you've got to take. But, but I never underestimate Sydney. I mean, don't underestimate any side. You just can't afford to do it. It's just, it's, it's you just can't afford to do it. It's, it's just the way the comp is. So, and I, th- I think right. so, earlier what you were saying about Melbourne and. I think you don't win grand finals in. They're going well, of course they are. But I'm, I'm seeing this too with games where what I'm saying about Geelong, if you kick that ball down long, I see you just kick into the opposition. Like if you can run it up and like make position, really good sides do that when they're in form and they don't miss a target when they're really going. I mean, you know, to give them a go. And I, but when, when, when the Hawthorns out in the past, when they were really going, they didn't miss anything, didn't miss a beat. And I see when, when any sides, and I watched Melbourne that too, and I was still kicking it down. I still sweet, see weaknesses in Melbourne. They kick it down there. And, and when you kick it down long, I, I don't. I see that's just a waste of the kick, Craig. It's, you know, you're just ready for it to turn over. You know, um, anyway, I see what I see. And, um, you know, 
the things um, in Melbourne are going well. Uh, that, the bloke you talked about, go on. You know why he's going so well? It's because he's got a bloke called Jackson in, in the ruck that gives him he, – he can do his what he wants to do. I think he's the captain still, uh, Gorn. I think he got caught captain last year. He, he can relax. Yeah, he, he can do still. his own stuff. Yeah, he can do his own stuff now, Craig. But he's got an apprentice there, and he's talked about Jackson and said he's such a quick learner. He said this kid's yeah. got so much talent. So, so he's got the confidence to do that. You know what I mean? That That's so much. That's that's like I can play my game, but I know someone else is there for me too to cut me out. So, right, right. So it's all so, – see, see that, 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 you can't underestimate that. That, that bloke was in a draft. We could have got him. We didn't want him. Well, we could have picked yeah, him we, up, Jackson. Yeah, if the cats. Draft. Yeah, if the cats figure out their if, if cats figure out their ruck position, yeah, they they could be okay. Uh, it's just you know. Well, they're ruck. They're ruck in the mids. They got to win. They got to win, Craig. They got to win their stoppages and clearances. Yeah, that's the problem. When it all yep. clicks, yes, that's what it's all about. But you got to keep doing this. That's what a good side does. It doesn't do it one week and goes missing next. And, and right, if you look right. at all the sides, you look at all the sides, it, it's all what happens out of the middle. Yeah, the middle is so important. It's your engine room. You know, it's, you know, whoever wins and loses, it's more shots to or not. Um, you keep that, bring that ball in, you know, it, it, maybe you might lose it through your forward line by inaccuracy, but you have to win that ball out of the centre. And I, I'm mad on the centre. I always have since I was a kid. I always believed win out of the middle. But Bob, our last coach, said, he had the attitude to say, he said, we have to win out of the middle. So he had the attitude, he had a midfielder's um, you know, analogy, how to look at it. So we didn't have to worry about that. But we have had to with, with Scott because well, it's, it's this, I've always thought it hasn't been the best. It's not the, the, the strongest. I heard you say earlier about where they link with, where you say in the mids of Melbourne and, that, and that's right. But we can yeah. be, if we work on it, it's amazing. We've just got to work on see what can happen. It's amazing what can happen if they're prepared to work in those areas. Right, right. Yep. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna jump on and get my tips done here real quick and uh, go ahead and yeah. close this one out because we're pushing up on 90 minutes right now. Yep. Okay. Chris, I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. It is. Yeah, it is Wednesday because it's Tuesday here. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> You you know, this is this is going to be a this will be a good one for me because this uh, the cats game starts at five twenty five in the morning for me so that's uh <laughs> that oh that I, I I'm up at that time so that that works out great I mean the, the ones that are at two forty in the morning are tough for me because I have to I have to stay up all night and then I have to drink coffee all evening and I think last week I got about or last weekend I think I got about six hours worth of sleep for the whole weekend so hey I do. I've got I've got a job to do with footy here. I've got I've got to be here for it. So it's uh, you know, if I'm going to be talking about it, I have to be yeah, seeing what's going on. Eddie McGuire, Eddie McGuire of the podcast. Well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great ones out there. I mean, I my schedule my schedule is not, doesn't exactly mesh up with the games, but you know, you know, there's yeah yeah we had yeah you know uh, Harper was just on here from where do we begin? You know, we got the guys from Lace Out on here who do a, a great one as well. I mean, I I enjoy listening to them. I love listening to their banter back and forth. Uh, you know, there's I basically listen to two types of podcasts. I listen to I listen to footy podcasts and I listen to true crime podcasts. Yeah, I see you that know, crime I, thing on my phone thing. Yeah, I see yeah. that. I see that. I, I, I picked you must be listening to 
much to listen. Yeah, to I listen. I, I love listening to those. I mean, I uh, those are those those are basically the only two kinds. Some a couple of historical ones here and there. You know, I uh, there's actually one I've been listening to. Actually, a couple. Uh, one called Forgotten Australia, and then an, and then there's another one that I've been listening to, and I've actually traded messages with the gentleman that runs this one, and I need to get back in touch with him. One called Weird Weird Crap in Australia. Yeah, which is just kind of like uh, it. It kind of encompasses a lot of things, whether it's crime or supernatural stuff. It's it's a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting show there. But hey, Chris, thanks for popping on here today. I'm going to go ahead and get through my tips and uh, yeah, wrap this I'll thing up. Okay, have a fantastic Wednesday, yeah. sir. Yep, yeah, you too. Yepper, thank you, sir. All right, what you got? Right? Okie doke. Thanks. There we go. All right. Chris, thanks for coming on there. I do appreciate it, man. It's it's always fun to talk to you. I'm so glad you got a new phone, and I know you are as well, because uh, that thing works a lot better than your initial one. If you haven't listened to my interview with uh, that I did with Chris, it was actually the first interview I ever did on the podcast back in episodes three and five, and I uh, I was still figuring out figuring out how to edit things at that time, and we we had a bit of, we had some struggles with our with our discussion, but it turned out great. And uh, he's uh, Chris is uh, a a uh, relative, I think, cousin of Cat's uh, legend Reg Hickey. So I love having Chris on the show. So I want to get back to my tips here and wrap this up here this evening, folks, and let you guys get back to your day. And I'm going to get myself in the shower and head to bed here pretty soon. So I, I'd already given you my wet, uh, Western Bulldogs and Richmond Tigers tip, and I had the, the Bulldogs winning that by nine. The next game then, Collingwood and Gold Coast. Now, Collingwood did, uh, you know, they did fall to Essendon last week, and I think they're going to drop another one this week. I'm going to have the Suns go on the road to the MCG on the big stage, and we'll see what kind of crowd is there. You know, as, as as Harper mentioned, you know, he was at the Anzac Day game and he said, you know, the crowd was not quite as rowdy as he had thought it was going to be. And is is the play of the, the Magpies going to hinder the impact of the crowd? I don't know. I've never been to the MCG, but maybe it does. But I'm going to go with the Suns on this one, okay? I've got the Suns winning this one by a goal. You know, I think that... Uh, you know, what they had happen last week against the Swans is going to carry over one more week this round, okay? Adelaide is hosting GWS at the Adelaide Oval. Adelaide's back home. They had a lot of great things happen in Tasmania, with the exception of their medical sub and that call at the end of the game. And I still need to read up on that and see what they called on Himmelberg there at the end of the game because – it sure looked like a terrible call on his part, but you know, so the Hawks, the Hawks got that game. They, they won it, but uh, in many ways, you could maybe argue that that win is very similar to the win that the uh, Cats had over the Lions earlier in the year. But I've got the uh, the Crows back home and winning this one by ten points. Okay, Toby Green will have a great game again, as he's having every week. And I, you know, I'll say it again: I'd love to have him playing on my team, whatever sport it happens to be. Uh, so I've got the Crows winning that one by 10. Hawthorne and St. Kilda. Yeah, the Saints are just really struggling right now, and, and I don't know if they're going to get out of that funk. They've got some injuries still as well. Hawthorne had a, a very inspirational win this past week. Okay, They came back and they uh, they knocked off a, a promising Adelaide club who had you know some really good things happening. 
And if I'm not mistaken, that 15 goals and no behinds was a was an AFL VFL record, if I'm not mistaken. I think I read that somewhere. But Hawthorne's going to take this one by at least nine points. Okay. Down up at the Gabba, then Brisbane and Port Adelaide. You've got no Lockie Neal. Got no Mitch Robinson. I don't believe he's going to be playing. Um, how will the power travel? You know, they definitely play, they definitely play well at the Adelaide Oval. How are they going to play going cross country? Well, I think they're going to have enough to take this one. I've got Port Adelaide winning this one by eight. And then Sydney and Geelong, as Chris had talked about here just a moment ago, uh, I Sydney is is still banged up. You know, Isaac Heaney is still coming back from his hand injury. Uh, nobody back yet. Uh, I don't think Hickey's going to be back in the ruck for them, although the replacement ruck had a pretty decent uh, outing. This past week, I think the Cats are going to carry over what happened this past week in Geelong and translate that into the uh, the SCG grounds and win this one by 11 points. Okay, so I've got the Cats winning this one by 11. And North Melbourne and Melbourne are playing in Blundstone. And I will be honest with you, I have to look up and see where that is because I've heard the name of the, of the arena or the grounds. I've watched games there before. I probably could not find it on a map. I know it has to be somewhere in the general vicinity of uh, Melbourne, but I'm not exactly sure where. So I'll have to look that one up. Uh, you know, I, I've got the, uh, the D's winning this one by 19 points. Okay. Blundstone's in, trans in Tasmania. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, Harper just posted out that it's in Tasmania. I don't know if it is or not, quite frankly, maybe this is the round that, uh, that, that the uh, the Ruse are going to Tasmania because uh, the Hawks were there last week. So that's a uh, okay. So you think it's in Hobart? Yeah, and and I'll tell you, you know, I've I've posted this on uh, on social media. I know that if 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 Tasmania gets a gets a club, I know people want to want to call the the team you know the Tasmanian Devils. I I still think if they could work out the deal with. Uh, with the, with the television show, I still think they could be called the Hobart Simpsons. I think that'd be a great name. Uh, okay, enough bad jokes uh, for today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up here so you guys can get out of here as well. So, you know, to borrow a uh, a phrase from the the Hawks Talk podcast when I when I talked to those gentlemen and they were discussing what they wanted to see happen this year with the Hawks because they were they were arguing that the Hawks were rebuilding this year and the Hawks are playing pretty decent footy this year. They had said that they wanted to see green shoots. They wanted to see growth in the Hawks this year. And I think that's in many cases all that the, the ruse can ask for are green shoots to see development, to see growth. Okay, they have had to throw a lot of youngsters into the 22 because they've had a lot of their veteran players injured. You know, I I know Todd Goldstein did not, you know, make the decision to move on because I guess Geelong was really pursuing him and he chose to stay with North Melbourne. I wonder if he is regretting that decision or is he satisfied or happy with staying where he was with the present circumstances? I don't know, but I, yeah, I think if they see some improvements, if certain things go well, I think that uh, that the Ruse will be happy for that, and hopefully they'll get a, you know, a few of their veteran players back here in the next few weeks. Okay, Essendon and Carlton, we talked about that one already. I've got Essendon winning that one by eight, and the last game of the round, it is the 
I believe they call this one the Derby out in uh, Perth, the West Coast Eagles and Fremantle Dockers. And uh, West Coast has got a lot of injuries. You know, Liam Ryan has been out. Uh, Kennedy has been out. McGovern did something to his groin this past week. You know, I wonder how healthy Nick Nett is because he's not been moving around the ground as well as he typically does. Well, I'm going to go with Fremantle in this one, and I've got Fremantle winning this game by nine. You know, I I had them in the eighth position on my ladder this year, and I'm 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 not necessarily tipping them for that reason, but I think they're playing much better footy than uh, than they did early on in the season, and and I think maybe they're going to surprise some people, and I think they're going to get you know at least bragging rights in the first game between these two clubs this year, and we'll see if uh, West Coast gets healthy and is able to you know to return the favor a little bit later on in the in the uh, in the season. But I've got Frio winning this one by nine here, so. Folks, those are my tips for this week. Uh, again, I appreciate you tuning in and listening to the podcast. I, I you know, I, I appreciate those of you who came on live while it was going on. You know, those of you who are going to listen to this after the fact, I'd love to have you join in. I always send out the link for the upcoming episode uh, several hours beforehand. In fact, this episode I sent them out. Uh, I sent out the link last night, so I sent it out almost a full day in advance. No, I did it this morning at school before school started. So I sent it out about 12 hours in advance. Uh, and I, and I know that it's, it's a tough time in Australia to, to come on to a podcast. I know it started in, in Melbourne. It started at 10 o'clock in the morning. I, I understand that. I, you know, I'm doing this at a time where I can, uh, I can actually do the podcast, whether somebody tunes in or not, and still be able to get to bed before 11 o'clock in the evening. Cause I'm up at five o'clock every morning. So I I apologize for this being at a very awkward time. You know, maybe once the school year ends and I'm looking, I'm actually looking at getting a summer job and you know, putting away a few dollars, maybe getting some more podcast equipment, helping my daughter out with her last year and a half of school as well. Um, so I'm not sure how you know, I'm still gonna be doing episodes for sure, but I'm still gonna be working a few days a week in the summertime as well. I'm not sure what my hours are going to be or where I'm actually going to be even be doing it. I haven't picked up a job yet for the summer. Um, but those of you who are listening after the fact, you know, if you have the time and you want to, you know, you want to come in and you want to come on the show, you know, even if you only pop in for a minute, you know, you know, on your lunch break or your coffee break or whatever at work, and you want to pop on real quick and, and leave a comment, that would be fantastic. Or as you saw, you know, as you heard Jim White and, uh, uh, Tony Davis do today. If you want to leave a voicemail with your view about something that went on uh, the previous week or what you see happening, and maybe you've got a, a, a tip for a game this week that you think one game's going to turn out in a certain way, leave me a voicemail. And I, I'm able to upload that into an audio file and put it right onto the the uh, the website that we're doing that we're using here and incorporate it right into the episode. So, you know, that's where I brought in the music for the show. Both of those uh, audio files I've loaded right into the system. So I just hit one button and they play. Of course, both of them, they played twice today when I did it, but uh, I'm still learning. Uh, but I can't thank those of you who are listening enough for tuning in. It, it's been fantastic, the reception on this. I, a lot of people have said they've enjoyed the live episodes. You know, it's kind of free flowing. It, uh, you know, I have a list of things that I want to talk about and bring up. And I sometimes I get to all of them. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I lose a sheet of paper that I wrote, I've written things down on. Uh, 
you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I may not have even filled out a sheet for uh, Essendon and Collingwood. That might have been what happened. I might have missed that one completely now that I'm thinking about it here. So, folks, again, I appreciate you you tuning in. You know, if you uh, want to check out the website and see what's going on there, uh, that would be fantastic. Like I said, you can get on the mailing list there. You can leave a review for the podcast on there as well which then I can go ahead and share out on Twitter that says, Hey, somebody thinks highly of the podcast and maybe that'll, you know, compel them to want to check it out as well and come in for a live episode or listen to, uh, you know, an interview that I had done with somebody recently or something coming up here in the very near future. I've got, uh, I'm having a discussion tomorrow with a gentleman that, uh, quite frankly, uh, Harper, I think that, uh, this gentleman and I, and he's a cat supporter that actually lives, uh, on Russell Island, which is right off the coast of, of Brisbane. It's kind of in the, I'm not sure if it's Brisbane Harbor or not, but in that area. And he's a cat supporter. And I, and I talk to this gentleman several times a week about all sorts of different things, whether it be footy, uh, politics, the civil war in the United States, all kinds of different stuff. So he and I are, you know, I've never had him on as a guest. Like I said, I've spoken with him countless times i couldn't even remember i think at this point in time i speak with him more than i do my neighbors i know i do as a matter of fact uh but we've never actually sat down and recorded an episode so i'm looking forward to doing that tomorrow and this is this is probably going to be something that goes on for a couple of hours i would imagine so it's probably going to get get released as a couple of separate episodes chris not unlike what you and i did back in uh I think February, January or February of last year. Okay. It's going to be something along those lines. He's got some fantastic stories. He has a great Anzac day story, uh, that, that he told me. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get him on an episode at this point in time, because Anzac day was just this past week. And when you hear his story about Anzac day, I I think you're going to just, you know, you're going to really appreciate it. So that's why I wanted to kind of strike while the iron was hot and have him on to be able to tell that story at this point in time. Okay. So folks, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up here for tonight. Again, I appreciate you listening. I hope you'll consider sharing a link to the podcast with your friends and family. Maybe you've got a favorite episode, send it to them, send them the link to the website, yankonthefooty.com. Remember you can still reach me on Twitter at yank underscore on or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. I'm also still on Instagram and on Facebook at a yank on the footy. I check those things every single day. Uh, if you're, uh, you know, if your local footy club is one that you'd like to have, you know, get a shout out during an episode, shoot me a, uh, a message about that. I've, like I said, I've been going through, I have a list here of probably 35 pages of local footy clubs that I've been going through and looking up on Instagram and following them and that sort of thing. So I can go ahead and uh, give them a shout, give these clubs a shout out uh, one for each episode. Cause I, 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 I one, it lets me learn about the different clubs. And as we saw with, uh, with peps here tonight, you know, that's a club he played for when he was a kid, when he was a teenager, which I had no idea that that was the case. That was purely a coincidence. I mean, it was a one in, you know, a couple thousand, chance of that happening here because you know i've got i've got the local clubs you know from every state uh you know including tasmania as well so and like i said i'm I'm entering them into this this database if you will a little bit at a time trying to follow all of them to see what they have to say about their clubs that sort of thing so folks 
Thanks for tuning in. Be looking for the, the interview episodes that are coming out here pretty soon. I've got a couple great irons in the fire uh, for uh, episodes. Uh, I've got a couple people who've committed to episodes or to interviews that I've just not set times with yet. People that everybody here knows. Uh, and I, I'm wanting to hold off on saying who they are until I get the interviews done. And then I can say, hey, here's who I sat down with. One of them is somebody who I, along with Narrowly Meadows, who I released that episode last week, somebody who I, believe it or not, learned a lot about the game from. And it's not it's maybe somebody you wouldn't have expected me to learn a lot of. It's not somebody who is a like a typical footy talking head, if you will. But I still learned a lot from this gentleman. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We just have to find a time that's going to work for both of us. So, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I know I've said that a couple times. Share the episode with your friends and family. Continue to love this great game, okay? Continue to love it. Take care of each other. Be kind to one another. And ladies and gentlemen, we saw Jeremy Cameron do it twice last week. Never let your dribble kick hit the post. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy, right out of balmy Sandusky, Ohio. Have a great evening, and until next time, folks, goodbye.